All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Toilets to Titles. This is episode number 184. And this evening, me, Iceman, Campy, we are swimming in the fishbowl. All right. And we are joined by none other than Mr. Ryan McDowell of Dynasty League Football, writer, commish, podcaster, the big part of the Scott Fishbowl. Ryan, how are we doing this evening? Doing well, guys. Doing well. Thanks for having me on here. Uh, excited for SFB season and excited to talk to you guys a little bit about it. Yeah, man. So before the show, you told us you haven't really been on a podcast this year. We might be the first or second talking about SFB. So we're, we're like, it's not yet been hammered, right? Like this, this is all going to be fresh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still, you know, usually leading up to it and, and we're at a, what, I guess we're at a little less than two weeks out for most of the drafts. Of course, uh, things are a little different this year with more and more live drafts, but we'll, we'll get into that. I'm sure. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll do some more pods and, and shows talking about it as we get closer, but I think you guys might be the first. So definitely ready to, uh, to dive in and talk about the league this year. Excellent. And stay tuned because Ryan did confirm we're going to be giving away at least one SFB 13 entry. So we'll figure out how we're going to do that. But make sure you're staying tuned and staying confirmed. Uh, but now I want to discuss what divisions are we? I'm in the high C division. Chris, what division did you choose? I chose the Heineken. Okay. Oh, nice. Camp, where are you? So I'm in the Starbucks division, which Starbucks division is going to be a nightmare. If you have a look through the list of people in that division, it is a who's who of the fantasy community. So uh, I may have bitten off a little more than I can chew this year, but I'm going to have a crack anyway. Name drop. Name drop. Yeah, let's, let's oh, who's, to, who's in there. I'll have to pull up the list. But, All right, I'll let uh, you yeah. pull it up. But Ryan, while he's pulling it up, what, what division did you choose? Uh, I am in the uh, the five guys division. So uh was i'm an i'm an mfl guy i know that's not not necessarily uh popular these days but we that's that's really one of the changes that we have this year is uh quite a few uh quite a few more sleeper leagues compared to mfl of course last year was the first year that we had any sleeper leagues i believe um kind of uh tested that out with a few sleeper leagues most most of them were still on mfl and um and this year it's it's close to split down the middle. There may even be more sleeper leagues than MFL this year. But uh regardless, I was I was hoping for Chick-fil-A. My my youngest son is a Chick-fil-A fanatic. That's what he loves. So that's the league I was looking for. That one must be on sleeper though. So I went with the uh with five guys. I was hoping for Sour Patch Kids. That was my number one that's choice. Good one as well. But I didn't see it either. So I'm assuming it's either a live league or because it wasn't an or it was already filled up when I when I chose high C. But when I saw high C, I thought of the 90s. I thought of Ghostbusters and I thought of the Ecto Cooler. And I was like, man, nothing. Nothing's cooler than that. So I was, I was super. Yeah, let's fired see. Uh, we do. We do have a Sour Patch Kids league. Uh, it's a it's a slow draft. Uh, it, it does look like it's full. So yeah, maybe it was, uh, maybe it filled up pretty quickly. I'm not yeah. sure. High C was a good consolation prize. So camp for sure. You, you got those names for us. I don't know if you can hear, but my, uh, my Foxhound is currently running around above my head, no, making all kinds of noise. So I apologize in advance. 
Vince. My my daughter's upstairs playing on the recorder, hot cross buttons. So I'm hoping you guys can't hear that <laughs> oh, either. Gosh. Hey, we, we all we all live life, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the Starbucks League that uh Campy's in. Yeah, so some big names here. Nick Whalen, uh my my buddy, formerly of DLF, Jorge Edwards from Fantasy and Frames is in that one. Uh, Jim Bowden, former general manager of the Cincinnati Reds, now on uh, now on Sirius XM, I believe. He's in that one as well. So, yes, you know, I mean, you're not going to find many divisions that don't feel stacked because essentially everybody that's in the industry, everybody you follow on Twitter, everybody you listen to on podcasts is going to be in this league. And uh, you're, you're not going to find an easy division, I don't think. Man, yeah. And also, we'll get into it. it nothing's easy because the way the draft is set up, the way the, the scoring is set up, you know, everything is a little bit. And then also the difference between the sleeper leagues and the NFL with the kickers. My, my guy, Justin, couldn't be here this evening. All right. And Justin, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about your family. Um, and I, he, he played in sleeper last year. And this year, if he gets in, He's going to make sure he's in MFL because he wants to be able to flex a kicker. I know that that's got to be a little oh. bit of a talking point somewhere. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that for sure. Excellent. All right. So I see uh, Jerry Bagshaw's in here. D now will Royal, Mark Simon. Uh, we appreciate you guys for being in here. Make sure you stay tuned for this whole thing. Cause hopefully we'll be giving away uh, some F SFB 13 entries. Um, however, you're watching at home. If you're on the YouTube, hit the like button, comment, subscribe, all that stuff helps us out. Helps us with the algorithm. If you have Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star Apple review. That also helps us out. Check out toiletstotitles.com. And if you want to talk to us, work with us, mock with us, reach out to me on the Twitter at Coach Sheps, and I will get you into our Gilded Chat. We're doing tons of good stuff in there. And uh, if you want to get into our Frankenstein Listener League, if you've heard about that, uh, reach out to me on there as well. There's 19 spots available out of 96. Next week, I'm going to let you all know we've made an adjustment to one of our playable cards. I don't want to get too much into that this evening because tonight is all SFB. So I think we're ready to get this thing started. So I know Chris, I know Camp, I know you guys had a chance to look at this doc. We've all set up some questions. So Ryan, you're the guest of honor this evening. The floor is going to be yours. We're going to raffle off some questions and then uh, we'll take it from there. So what I want to start with is which Scott Fishbowl has been your favorite up to this point? Um, man, they're all, they're all a little bit different. Scott does a great job on making, I would say subtle changes and sometimes, sometimes drastic changes to the league from, from year to year, mostly in regards to the scoring. Uh, I think back to, I believe it was 2019, uh, the 2019 season was the video game season. That was the theme. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that one or, or got a chance to be in that league, uh, but the scoring, essentially Scott matched the scoring to the theme. So video game scoring, you think about, you know, playing with uh, playing a video game with, with Bo Jackson and, and just running for, you know, running for 100 yards, racking up those video game numbers uh, in whatever game you're playing. That's what the scoring was like. It was out of control um, when it comes to the weekly scoring, player individual scoring. Uh, and, and that was, that was just a, a fun year for sure. So that's the one I would go with, but, um, I mean, really when you're, when you're doing the league for this purpose, for a charity purpose, for the, the goal of building community and helping out other people, there, there's not going to be a bad year, but that was probably my favorite. 
Man, I liked. I forget which year was the Disney one. I think. Yeah, that was that was twenty seventeen. Okay, I think that was my first. And uh, then was the cartoon one next? Um, I I was in the Randy Marsh division. For for so I think TV show it it was Disney and then like TV. Yeah, and uh, I was in the South Park Randy Marsh division. Yeah, so those my favorite. What what the Disney one? It's because Disney is very close to my heart at home so that was like a, a good one to get started now so you you discussed which was your favorite which which one did you do the best in? you know i haven't had great success really in any of them and i say great success i've i've made the playoffs you know i'm probably like 50 50 for making the playoffs maybe a little bit better than that uh but I've never, you know, I've never been a, a real contender. I certainly have never made the finals or I don't think even the semifinals. Um, I mean, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to win this thing. Uh, you know, we play in, we play in these underdog leagues. We play in DFS uh, contest on a weekly basis. That's essentially what this is with over, uh, over 3000 teams in this thing. Um, you want to go in thinking you're going to be competitive and, uh, and and come out on top, but the reality is, uh, it, it everything has to break the right way. So, mm. um, I don't I don't think there was one year that stands out as far as you know. I'm, I've made a really strong run. Uh, I, I think I've made the second round of the playoffs uh, a couple of times, and and that's about it, unfortunately. Man, last year, like I think last year was the best I ever felt coming out of a draft. I remember like the first three rounds, I I, I went exactly how I wanted it to go. And then Kyle Pitts absolutely flopped and like all of my hopes. That's all you need to say. Yeah. Now we know. (laughs) Like I I was like, I got my quarterbacks. I got Pitts. I'm good. And I was not good. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way about Russell Wilson last year. I'm sure a lot of people hedged their bets grabbing Russell Wilson whenever they did. And they probably thought he was going to take off. So there were, there were a lot of disappointments. So let's hope for, a lot more positives this year than than negative player outcomes, but it's hard to do well. And every year it's even harder to do well because there's more and more people involved. So now that there are so many people involved, how long does it take to come up with a theme for SFB knowing how many, like how many different divisions you need to have? Um. You know, I think uh, we we've had some great themes over the years. Um, this this year's theme, actually, the guys came up with it. I w- I wasn't really involved in this one. I think it was mainly Scott and uh, and Bob Gilchrist. If I if you know if I'm correct on that one, um, they came up with that theme. I believe before SFB 12 even wrapped up. As far as the drafts were still going on, and you know we've got some some chats and some conversations going on. And I remember Bob sending out some, uh, some designs for, for possible leagues and some ideas plays on restaurant and and food brand, um, you know, logos and things. And uh, so that one kind of came pretty quickly. Um, The previous year being cities, the first year we did live drafts that, that just kind of fell into place as far as, uh, if we're, if we're going to do live drafts, this is, this is kind of what we're going to do and, and try to put uh, people in their geographical, um, you know, locations beyond that. It's, it's really just trying to find something that 
there are enough of to fit the number of leagues and the number of conferences that we've had. So, um, you know, we've had a music theme with, with bands. That was the previous year. Uh, toys was one year. Uh, we already mentioned Disney. We mentioned the TV shows uh, and the video games. So, yeah, there's been there's been a lot of great themes. Who knows what Scott is going to come up with for next Man, year? It's hard. It's hard to like. I got to sit down and and think like teams maybe, but that would be you know like that's one that's because there are so many different teams of all sports. So right. that is yeah. something that's possible. But other than that, I, I I would be scratching my head trying to figure <laughs> it out. But Chris, next one's on you, Kit. Yeah, I think my question based on that is what's kind of the the goal for this like you've grown like it says 3300 teams this year yeah. yeah what what's the the end goal like is there an end goal or is it just just get as big as we can get as many people involved in as many countries like is there like do you guys plan that and think next year there's going to be 4400 then 50 like is there a set there's really not i mean i think the goal is to continue growing continue to help people. Uh, there have been a lot of changes, um, not necessarily uh, on the outside as far as what the leagues look like or, or any, any of that, but over the past year, um, fantasy cares became an official, um, I'm going to get some of the legal stuff wrong, but it basically became an official charitable organization um, where previously, obviously we were, uh, funneling that money through and getting it to Toys for Tots or some other, uh, you know, some other charities around the country. Uh, but basically now we, we've got some more flexibility that we can take donations. We can, um, uh, you know, do basically do more things to help more people. So um, I think we've got some financial goals that we want to grow. We want to continue to provide toys for families at Christmas time all around the country and, uh, you know, potentially uh, uh, outside of the United States as well. But uh, in general, I would just say the goal is to continue to grow and do good in this industry. I love that. And, and the charity aspect of it, you know, just what you guys have done has created a ripple effect. I think that has just yeah. sent waves through the community and i know for our you know for frankenstein you know it's kind of we've been inspired by in many ways by uh the scott fishbowl and i think we discussed it last year and we're, we're up to 96 teams and um yeah. you know just everything we're kind of about like we 100 percent have been inspired and then we also have a charity aspect to it where the guy who wins the league we have you know x amount of dollars goes to payouts x amount goes to charity and the person who wins the league gets to choose where to which charity to, to send it to, which is kind of, I think, you know, a, a nice little twist. But I don't know if we ever would have thought of that. I like to think I'm a nice person. You know what I mean? <laughs> but sometimes you need to be shown the way, you know, and, and seeing how you did it was definitely inspiring. And it's, it's great to see it kind of, you know, ripple down throughout the community and, and and ultimately we're having fun and we're helping people so that that's completely incredible so so cam why, why don't you go ahead and ask a question my guy well i just want to put in a disclaimer here because it's it's quite funny I, I know that it's for like ryan and scott and all the guys involved it's probably the worst part of their job but kind of the, i get some kind of sick sort of uh 
like joy out of seeing these people who sit there and say, I've been trying to get in for seven years and I've never got <laughs> oh, in. Gosh. And, and yeah. then what they don't realize is these guys have all this information sitting there and they go and they check and they say, oh, we haven't registered this year or, you, you know, make sure if, if you want to get into SFB, make sure that you put your details in. And then on top of that, they, you know, they're always running competitions. They're saying, you know, if you donate to here, then you have a good chance. So make sure you're doing all of those things. If you really care about getting in, then, you know, make sure that you do all those little things that they tell you to do. If they, if they send out a tweet and say, Hey, maybe you should think about doing this, then like take that as a, you know, core course of action. And just do those little things and then you've got a much better chance of getting in and then you won't have to fire off those late night Twitter, you know, messages saying, oh, they don't like me because as we've just talked about, it's such a massive competition now. Like, I think people like to think that sort of Scott's sitting there and they're, you know, picking out this, oh, I don't like that guy because he, you know, once tweeted about the Cleveland Browns or something. But <laughs> I can assure you by the time he's getting to the end, he's not doing that. So what you want to do is make sure that you're supporting the community you're supporting charities and then make sure that your name's out there that way so that you have a better chance of getting in. So uh, that's just my kind of little disclaimer to the people out there who might be wanting to complain that they're not in yet. And, uh, you know, Scott did uh, post this morning that, uh, or sorry, afternoon, your time that, you know, there's, I think he's still, there's 7% still to go. And I, I sort of like yeah. mentioned, you can either look at that and say, Oh, there's only 7% left or you can go, wow, there's still over 200 entries to get into this thing. So, you know, it's all the way about you look at it. And I think that's the that's the big thing about the Scott Fishbowl in general is it should be looked at as a really positive thing for the community and a positive thing for charity. And so, like, I um, last year was my first year, and then this year I'm at it again uh, doing avies for the SFB Avi Makers. Mm. And, you know, I actually said the other day to the guys in there, that you know, if if I got told tomorrow that I could only do Avies or be in the contest, I would do Avies every week because, like, just there is when you do a really good one and you get it out to someone and they send a message and they say, "This was better than I could have ever expected." Like that for me is that's yeah. what SFB is about. Like I, you know, it sounds stupid in a fantasy football competition, but the fantasy football is secondary to me. But like compared to the whole sort of ecosystem that goes on, the charity and the sharing of joy. So always remember that before you start getting sort of upset and negative about the situation. I, I yeah. echo that, Campy. I think this is my first year, right? I've only been in, I think I got my email a week ago. And right. I'm in, I picked my division. I'm, I'm in my, like the 110. I'm a, I chose the 110. So I'm in there with all the guys. And the biggest thing about this is is not the competition, it's the community and, and getting to know these other people that do the same thing and love the same thing that we do, but getting to talk to them, getting different viewpoints, like connecting with other people. I think that's 100% the the message behind it for, for us. And then you have the charity aspect as well, which, yeah, I don't think any of us are, are ever going to be begrudging of doing anything that's, you know, that has the, the charity at, at its forefront. I'm a little I'm a little disappointed because uh, last year my division we had a group chat and and it it like we've been we still talk and yeah. one of the guys from that division just got in like a week or two ago and joined you know the division I'm in now it's like oh what divisions are you guys in and the division I'm in now I, I need to I need to like shoot some adrenaline into because this is the first year where my chat because that that is so correct like 
you know, it's, it's the buildup. The, I'm like, you know, with it, when I'm, when I'm going on vacation, like when I'm getting ready to play sports, like I'm the type of person, like I really enjoy the, the buildup to something and, you know, having those chats and, uh, you know, talking to people leading up to the draft and kind of building that community and finding out where they're from and finding out what they do and finding out how old they are. Like, you know, people younger than me, people older than me, people, you know, north of me, south of me, east of me, west of me. So so that that stuff is incredible. But you had mentioned you're picking from the 10th spot. Let's all drop where I'm picking from the seventh spot. I'm, I'm, you know, maybe this will lead into how we think about some of the scoring, but camp, why don't you tell us where you're picking from? And then Ryan, you go ahead. So, yeah, I'm uh, from the one Oh six. So the, uh, the pick sixes. And so, uh, yeah, we've got a, uh, we've now actually had our second uh, Twitter chat open up because we filled up our first one. So uh, it was pretty active last year and it's going pretty crazy again this year. So, Wait, so you're, you're, uh, a, you're a six, you were a six last year too. Yep. Every oh, so year. So third year on 106 and it's uh yeah it's it seems to be a pretty good place to uh be because uh, to, to a certain extent from my point of view I, I i like the concept in the first round of having other people have to make decisions that i don't want to make so i feel like the six <laughs> is that kind of position that everyone's made the decision before you and then i always say you know in a fantasy football draft in most cases anyway you don't really win with your first round pick you win with your second round or your fifth round or your sixth round anyway so I, I feel like once you get kind of down to that point, it becomes a bit different. And then obviously the other key thing about Scott Fishbowl has been the uh, the, the third round reversal. So, uh, mm. you know, I kind of like being in the middle because then I find that doesn't as affect me as much as it might affect others as well. So before Ryan, before you go, I do want to say you do win the, the league in those rounds, but how the first two round goes determines whether or not you're tilting by those later rounds. It determines whether or not you're able to make the good selection. So when things go the way you want them to go, usually you're a little more poised and your fingers don't get heavy. So, so Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, yeah, I'm close to these guys. I'm in the, uh, the five spot uh, in, in my league. So yeah, kind of, kind of some of the same ideas as, uh, as what Campy said there, just, uh, you know, kind, kind of in the middle, hopefully uh, still getting a, a quarterback or, you know, we'll see about Travis Kelsey, maybe. So I was in five with you actually. So I left five. So I, you know, I, I'm, I apologize fives. I did a bunch <laughs> of mocks and when I saw, you know, kind of how things were playing out, I, I was pretty comfortable. So, so Ryan, this leads me into, let's talk a little bit about scoring this year, you know, how, how the scoring yeah. is for tight ends, quarterbacks, <laughs> running backs, just things that stand out to you, like not your normal scoring, the things that kind of make this year different than years past. Well, one thing uh, I mentioned earlier that Scott likes to change it up, uh, even when he finds, you know, what he might consider the ideal or the perfect scoring system, he's still going to going to switch things up a little bit just to keep us uh, kind of on our toes. But um, the other thing I think that he tries to do is really push um, what might be relatively new ideas or new settings, new scoring uh, rules, and and hopefully get those uh, to become more of a commonplace in, in, in not just that league, but other leagues that might be forming. So um, what's become kind of a staple of Scott Fishbowl scoring is points per first down. Uh, so that's, that's certainly one we're going to see uh, for both. Uh, you know, that, that's something you normally see for running backs or running backs, receivers, tight ends. We've got it for quarterbacks as well. It's just 
0.1 points per first down, but you still get uh, you still get some points there. Um, one of the things I know that was really frustrating for for some last year, myself included, is you would send out that quarterback in your in your quarterback two spot and end up with negative points. I don't know if that got that happened to you guys, but it, it happened to me once or twice. That's not happening this year. No who, negatives. Who was it? Who hurt you? Um, I think it was Ryan Tannehill is who I had that, um, that, that did it a couple times. I know Daniel Jones, the previous year was a rough one to have last year was, was much better, but the year before not so much. Um, so no negatives this year. Uh, that's, that's going to be a big change that, that might push us a little bit closer back to several years ago. What I said, I enjoyed with that video game scoring. We're going to, we're going to certainly see some higher scores this year. I love it. I love it. So Generally speaking, I don't want to, you know, if you're if you're in the high C division and you're listening to this, you're going to have some insight into how I feel about this. But when I looked at the scoring and when I looked at the draft, what made me move from five to seven is because I feel like there's eight players I'm very comfortable with. Allen, Hertz, Mahomes, Kelsey, Jackson, Fields, Herbert, Burrow. Those eight. I feel like there is a teardrop after those eight. And I like Lawrence. Lawrence to me is close because I think Trevor Lawrence, they got Calvin Ridley this year. He doesn't have to be the dude. They already got Christian Kirk. Zay Jones is is just a very solid player. Travis Etienne, Tank Bigsby. I enjoy Evan Ingram. I, I enjoy what the Jaguars are doing. I do think Trevor Lawrence is a value pick at the end of the first round. Is there anybody I'm missing? So th- those are my eight, and I took seven just just to be safe. I was, you know, oh, you who who camp? Who, who do you think belongs in there? Well, <laughs> I, I might have missed it, but you and I do do a show about a certain team from Dallas every week, yeah. and I, I I think I might have missed the name in there. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm hoping he's there <laughs> in, in the second round. But but Ryan, is, are there any who who do you have as like your your top tier this year? Yeah, I think the the group you listed there, you really just kind of it comes kind of comes down to how you feel about the quarterbacks, right? I mean, I think we're uh, we all feel good about uh, Allen and and Hertz and Mahomes, and then it becomes a question of do you include Lamar Jackson in that group? Do you include Joe Burrow in that group? Uh, and if you do, maybe you are willing, as you said, uh, to go down to Herbert, to go down to Fields. But the, the quarterbacks, I mean, Hertz and, and Allen and Lamar are going to have such an advantage going back to the scoring. Not only are they getting their, their typical quarterback scoring for passing uh, yardage and, and points, they're getting that 0.1 points per first down. Uh, then if they do take off running, they're getting uh, one point per first down rushing and 0.25 for every carry. So you know, if Lamar or, or Fields are going to carry the ball 10 or 12 times a game, you know, for 75 yards and a touchdown, maybe a couple first downs, they're going to score as much as, as your RB2 just with that piece of their game, not even factoring in their uh, their passing stats. I, I love Fields this year. I, yeah. I do, and I like him in this format. I also like Deshaun Watson. Dak, like those are guys I'm hoping, you know, that's kind of why I moved from five because I like Fields and, and Lamar enough. I'd consider them at five, but I don't think a Watson or a Dak are going to make it back to me. And then that third round reversal, 
is huge. Mm. I don't know if I'm willing to take, but you know, if you want that tight end, because there's a lot more top tier quarterbacks and there are top tier tight ends. So, so let's say if you don't get a Travis Kelsey, how soon are you willing to take a guy like Mark Andrews? If Mark Andrews is gone, who's the quarterback you have next? I'm sorry, not quarterback. Who's the tight end you have next? I know, you know, Kyle Pitts, we talked about earlier. I'm not willing. He's been there in mocks. And I'm, I, I don't think I'm willing to take him in the third or fourth round. I'm too nervous. I, I like a guy like Dallas Goddard, a steady Eddie. So, so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm with you. If, if, if I don't take Kelsey and, you know, honestly, I'm probably not going to, um, with that, uh, with that five pick and, and may not have the chance to at all actually. But if I don't get Kelsey, I'm probably, I'm probably waiting. Uh, I'm probably not taking Andrews. Um, I, I'm with you. I like Goddard. Uh, I like Darren Waller a lot this year. Um, you know, we'll we'll really just see, and I think it might be a league to league uh, situation with how much those second and third tier tight ends get pushed up the board, because after you get past Goddard and, and Waller, there's a lot of inexperience, right? I mean, mm. um, how early are the rookies going to go? How early are those second year guys like Dulcich and Chico Conquo? How early are those guys going to go? I, I think. You know, if you hit on the right one of those young tight ends, it could honestly be a league winner in this format with the scoring. So I, I took Dalton Kincaid in like the sixth, I want to say, of our mock that we did last week. And everyone was a little surprised because, you know, rookie tight ends. But Dalton Kincaid, the Bills have already said it. They're playing him in the slot. I feel like the fact that Dawson Knox is there taking those tight end reps, bumping Kincaid outside – is a positive. And I think you might get high production slot reps from a guy you're going to be able to position into tight end, but Campy, I saw you got another question for Ryan. So why don't you go ahead? Yeah. So like, as I mentioned before, sort of like being in the Avi makers, I sort of, I get bits and pieces of information sort of, you know, come across my desk and I know that Scott is really, uh, uh, I think the, uh, the live drafts bring him, a lot of joy, you know, probably yeah. not more oh, than yeah. the SFB in general, but, you know, a lot of joy nonetheless. But so what, from your point of view, is the thing that sort of has surprised you the most or brought you the most joy? Like it's, as we sort of mentioned, like it's almost to me now, it feels like it's almost like a SFB festival rather than just sort of an event. Like it's yeah. so many different things. So we have the the live the live drafts and then we have you know as we mentioned sort of the avi makers that we're off doing our things and then you know on top of that it's quite fascinating that you know you, you often have guys who out of nowhere will just say oh i've spun up this uh page on my website you can come and have a look at all of the scoring from last year and how everyone ended up and you know how the new scoring of this year affects this year like what part of the whole sort of ecosystem is the thing that sort of surprised you the most or brings you the most joy uh, well, I mean, we've already talked a little bit about the growth of it and, you know, I mean, as, as recently as six or seven years ago, this was something Scott was doing 100% on his own, uh, running and putting together this league of hundreds of people. And at one point, and I think it was the Disney year, which was 2017, I, I believe that was the first year he brought me in uh, for, for some help because it had just gotten too big. And for a couple of years or three, four years, it was just the two of us doing everything. Um, and now, you know, over really just over the past couple of years, 
the, the I would say the SFB team has grown. You, you know, when you factor in the the Avi makers and the uh, the people setting up the leagues, and I mean, there's you know, there's 20, 25, 30. I don't know. There's, there's a large amount of people, probably uh, people I don't even know about, honestly. So, and then that's not even factoring in the piece you were talking about, like uh, just, just those independent people who are putting together mock drafts or writing articles based on SFB or um, creating ADP or creating uh, rankings or data. So just to see it grow has been awesome. I mean, personally, my my favorite part, what I find joy in the most, I mean, you have to say the shopping. I've I've gotten the chance to go shopping uh, for toys for tots, and um, you know, my family has gotten to do that. We brought in last year because we did the uh, the city theme and the regional theme. I was in the uh, Louisville, Kentucky draft, so I got to meet a bunch of other players that are that are in my area around uh, around Louisville and around. Uh, the state and got to invite some of those folks to come shopping with us. That was awesome. Uh, of course. And, but secondly, and, and honestly, it's, it's just giving away spots because, um, the, the opportunity to play in the league is, is, you know, so, uh, so sought after it's, it's, uh, something that every, basically everybody wants and to be able to reward people that are, uh, quality members of the community uh, with with a spot and say, hey, you know, I'm inviting you. I'm sending the email right now. That's, you know, it's an awesome feeling. Kind of feels like, uh, you know, Santa Claus giving out that gift. So um, that's that's really, to me, the best part. Well, I have, I, I have one more question that's go literally just sort of popped into my head. Because we do have a bit of an international flair on this uh, this video, What's what's the strangest place where we have an entrant from this year? So obviously, you know, we have a fair be, few down in Australia. Be, be careful. <laughs> Listen, be, you know, somebody is from this strange place, Gabby. So be, be careful how you word it. Okay, sorry. I will, I will change back. So obviously, like, <laughs> it seems to be that, you know, Australia has quite a big, uh, you know, fantasy football following as far as the NFL sure. goes. And then obviously... Uh, England as well, and then you know Mexico as well. So, like last year, for example, uh, I was in the um, the SpongeBob uh, division, and we had people from Australia, obviously myself, Mexico, London, and then obviously the US. So it was kind of like we had a really international flavor, and so they're sort of the ones that, obviously, to me anyway, are, are, are kind of the areas that have been sort of traditional kind of growth areas. And I was just sort of, yeah, curious if there's anywhere that you've sort of like found sort of up here that you thought, gee, that's strange. I didn't know they really had fans there. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to answer that very well. We've got our, our database of, of players and, and some, some basic information, but actually, uh, you know, location is, is not one of those things that we know uh, typically, you know, outside of conversation and things like this, where, you know, I hear a player from Australia or, for, uh, or from England or from, you know, Canada or Mexico, whatever it may be. Um, certainly we have, we have those, you know, we've got live drafts in Mexico city this year. We have live drafts in London. I've heard from a lot of folks in Toronto. We don't have a live draft there this year, unfortunately, but uh, um, that's, that's definitely like next in line from what I can tell. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really, I wish I did though, because that, that's a good question, but Camp, I'm sure we've got to, them from all over. Camp, you need to send out a roll call. Yeah. Like, 
from the Abbey Maker Twitter account, like, where are you from? You know, and, and then like whoever's from the strangest place, you will make them their Abbey first or something. Give you know, give them <laughs> some incentive. But Ryan, you'd mentioned you enjoy giving entries away. We're about halfway through the show. I think everybody, you know, listened in. Uh, how, how do we want to go about this? We could tell them to comment, like how anyway, you know, your your it's your entry to give away. You tell the listener oh. what they got to do, man. And uh, hate to put you on the spot like that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm not very creative. Um, yeah, I don't know. You guys come up with something. I'll I'll check if uh, if it, as as Scott says, they have to be signed up and they have right. to be eligible. Right. Um, we do have a list of folks who aren't eligible, so hopefully that's not true of any of your listeners uh, today. But well, George, uh, <laughs> George asked the question. George Reed. I don't know who his friend is. Okay, and George, George was who he, he linked me up with you last year. So I know yeah. you know oh, George, yeah. you know George is a great dude. Uh, he couldn't make it this evening. He's actually at Bush Gardens. He rode the oh. Iron Guazi today, nice. which incredible ride. Uh, but someone asked George. If you get placed on the SFB's band list, is there a way to get off? Uh, there's not an easy way. Um, we, we like to use the word uh, disqualified. You're disqualified. Uh, band certainly has a, you know, has, has some negative connotations. So we've got quite a few, a lengthy list of folks who are unfortunately disqualified. And, you know, I mean, I see the question every year, especially to folks who might be new to, uh, the fantasy community, new to the industry, or just, you know, just honestly aren't familiar with, with the Scott Fishbowl. You see the question every year, how, do, how do I get into this? And I mean, there, I would say there's not one set thing that we are looking for when we're sending out those invitations uh, outside of just being a quality, um, a quality part of the fantasy football community. And you know, if you're someone who is being negative in leagues, negative on Twitter, negative in, in whatever, that's, that's probably not a great way to get into SFB. Uh, if you are um, someone who only shows up once a year and it's the kind of thing like, hey, remember me? You gave me a spot last year. That's not a great way to get in either. Um, you know, just just be active, chat and, and grow those relationships. Kind of like you were saying, um, saying earlier, just build that community. That's, that's really what this league started out as. It actually didn't even start out with the charity component. When Scott created this league, um, you know, nearly 15 years ago, it was essentially, you know, kind of like a pro-am, right? Like we see those in, in, in golf professionals and, and celebrities in the tournament that's kind of what it was. It was some fantasy football content creators. It was what we would call fans, just, just your average typical player. And Scott created a league um, for all those people to play together. Uh, I think the first SFB was 48 players, if I remember uh, correctly. So obviously it's grown um, by, by an enormous margin. Um, So I don't know. You come up with something. I'll search some names and, and we'll Chris, see what we can find Chris out. came up with something. So Chris. Okay, good. All right. And you're in that Taylor Swift sweatshirt. I see it. You're shaking yeah. it off over there. Uh, yes. Let's hear it. It's his SFB era. Yeah. Yes. Um, first person to post in the chat and tell us how many divisions there are in SFB 13 this year. Oh, will win. We'll win the entry. Have at it. 
Yeah. All right. And I would just like to say too, so, you know, Ryan says that there is a big long list of people banned and, you know, from my experience in this thing, and as I, I am not, I am not involved in the inner workings. There is a, a team of amazing people doing all that. So I hear snippets, but I would like to suggest that the team involved with SFB are a lot better than I am. And if I had a list, it would be a lot longer than theirs. So oh. the people who are on the list are generally there for a pretty good reason. So you don't get on the list if you just sort of say, oh, I don't like the Scott Fish Bowl very much. You have to do something pretty serious to get on that list. So if you are on that list, then my suggestion would be to listen to exactly what Ryan said then is, you know, make sure that you're doing those things. You're helping out the community. You're getting out there and you're, you're pushing for positivity. Because I think if you're pushing for positivity, that's the best way to get noticed because that's what this is all about. Is this correct? Is Mark Simon correct? He is correct. That is the right answer. All right. So does he need to give in his Twitter handle for you to, to check, Ryan? Or yeah, you... Twitter uh, Twitter handle is probably the easiest way for me to uh, see if Mark is signed up and eligible. Excellent. And then uh, I, I really hope he is. That would be yeah. awkward. If, I was going to say, not. Mark, if you're not signed up, <laughs> yeah. we're going to come to your house tomorrow. <laughs> that, and Camp, I was sipping tea when you were talking about yourself hearing tidbits, I'm going to have to, you're going to have to spill some tea to me later. Uh, we don't gossip though. We, we're not those. Type of people. Uh, so ice, you're a first timer, right? Yes. So hey, have at it, man. The floor is yours. Ask, ask some first timer questions. Um, well, my real like first timer, like being a tourist in this, this kind of thing that I've again, seen, all over Twitter for the last however many years I've been involved in or, or what you know been following fantasy football. Who is of the thirty three hundred people that we've got in the league, Ryan, who is the most famous person? Uh, and again, when we say most most famous, like not necessarily in the community, but just like have we got any ex pros or or anyone like that that's in one of these divisions that we could find? Uh, yes, I'm going to be terrible on remembering the names here, but, um, well, I, I would say, I mean, Matthew Barry plays in the league. So I would say in, in the fantasy community, he's probably the most famous. Um, so stepping away from that, um, we definitely have had some, some actors and actresses who have played in the league. Um, and again, I'm going to have to search for the names because I'm so bad with names in general, but, um, We've had a couple of former NBA players. I believe Brendan Haywood uh, was a former NBA player and uh, is in the league. Um, one of the members of REM is in the league. Um, those are the ones that come to mind uh, off the top of REM, my head. REM, really? Uh, yes. Uh, that is interesting oh, I'm so me. bad with names. Okay, so let's see. Josh Lucas is an actor and is in the league. Um, actually, I think he's actually from Kentucky as well. Um, Mike Mills is the REM uh, musician. Not to be uh, confused with Meek Mills, all you Philadelphia that's, Eagles fans. That's right. Very, very different. Um, yeah, those are, those are the ones. You know, we have a... When, when you sign up, you can sign up as a fan, an analyst, or a celebrity. Uh, I will say looking at the uh, celebrity list is is always interesting because you see <laughs> names like Mike Mills or, or or Josh Lucas, and then you see names that are 
you know, maybe a celebrity in their own mind. Uh, so that's, that's always fun. Uh, looking at the notes here, we have a 2020 Olympic champion, uh, David Taylor. I'm, uh, not familiar with him, unfortunately, but he's, he's in here. Chris. Uh, we've got Mark Wakefield, who is the manager of Allison Chains. He's in here. Uh, that's those are the celebrities that are uh, showing up at, at uh, you know at the first look here. You need to know who David Taylor is, coach. He's a he won a gold at the at wrestling. So oh. if you don't know who he is, then he might be coming for you. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh no! All right, sorry, David Taylor. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll make sure to YouTube you after this, man. I'll give you I'll give you your props. All right, man. I think we've we've kind of touched on a little bit of everything. I guess we kind of I wouldn't say the flow of these questions has been in a direct order. I got one more for you, <laughs> and we talked about you know how do you determine or how how soon do you determine you know the divi- like what the theme is and whatnot. But really, how do the rules like how early do you start thinking of the rules and the scoring? prior to the season and then how does it go go about being determined like is scott kind of just sitting over a cup of coffee brainstorming then running it by you are you guys having kind of zoom meetings where you're throwing stuff out there see if it fits do you throw it into mfl and then look at you know how the players would have done in this system last year like what what is your system yeah it's it's almost exclusively scott as far as coming up with the um, the ideas, the tweaks that he wants from the previous season. Um, yeah. Testing it, running it through MFL. He's, he's definitely or, or sleeper actually he's doing all of those things for sure. Um, and then I would say just kind of checking in with me. Um, you know, I assume checking in with some of the other folks, John Bosch and, and Bob and, and, uh, all of those guys who are now part of that team. Um, but yeah, honestly, this is this is Scott's baby. We are all glad to help him out, but he is certainly still, uh, you know, he's he's the boss for sure, and uh, we're we're just glad to help uh, get this thing off the ground. But uh, as far as the actual scoring, yes, his idea, um, and he'll you know he'll say, "What do you think about this?" or "Will this work?" And uh, in most cases, it will because Scott is uh, the commish of all commissions. All right, and and before we ask our final question, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna be a little needy. I'm gonna see can we can we squeeze one more entry out of you this evening? Uh, yeah, let's do one more. Let's do one more. I put you on the spot, so That's I right. apologize. I apologize for putting you on the spot, but no, to no, the titles, good. listeners, and viewers, I am working for you. All right. So I, I just made for I made it a little uncomfortable right there by putting him on the spot, but I'm doing it for you. How do we want to do this? How do we what this next one? Let's uh let's see here. Let's see here. Maybe just name one of the divisions. Maybe name one of the divisions with openings. So it's kind of a guess. <laughs> which 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 of those do you think sound sounds like a better a better option? No one. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm open to anything. I'm, I'm kind of searching the, the folks I see in the chat right now, uh, at least by their, their name that I see. Derek see Womack who's, uh, said Whataburger. Is there, there's the, is there a Whataburger division? Hey, I'm, I'm sure there is. Well, Derek, there's gotta be Derek. If you're signed up, man, and there's a Whataburger division, let's throw throw your Twitter handle in there. That was real quick. Derek's on top of it. Oh, now everybody, everybody's a little late. Yeah. 
Captain D's. I don't even know what Captain D's is, Rich. Uh, seven up is one. I think seven up is one. So if Derek, well, of you all who just named a division, the first one of you to throw a Twitter handle in there, you, you get, you get it. Let's see. All right. And while, while we figure this out, are there any more questions before uh, we wrap this thing up? Chris, you got any? I, I, the only question I have as a first timer, like which I think a lot of first timers have, is like, you've been in the league a long time. <laughs> this is going to sound really backwards. You said you've been in the league, obviously, and you've got to the second round of the playoffs. What is it that you've seen over the last ten years, or certainly the last five years, and to the point you made about the scoring this year? In the the year that the scoring was as similar, what's the best? Is there a set, this is the way that you need to draft? This is the way you need to think about it? Like, is there a set, you know, you need to, you need your two quarterbacks in the first two rounds? Like, is there a, a really a set strategy to win this thing? Or at least get well, close? Yeah, I mean, if there is, I don't know it, obviously, based on my, uh, based on my average uh, outcome in these leagues. But, um, I mean, that really is, I would say, one of Scott's goals as he sets up the league each year is uh, for that balanced player pool. You know, a few years ago when I would say when SFB was really starting to grow and get popular, that's when fantasy players were building their team around the wide receiver position. And we have done so much. I'm, I'm going back 10 or 12 years now. We have done so much to uh, kind of balance the, the playing field between wide receivers and running backs. Uh, you know, PPR obviously did that, um, that it had almost swung too far. So, you know, you, we talk about the quarterback scoring, we talk about the tight end scoring that's done to kind of level the four positions. And, you know, we didn't even really talk much about kickers this year. If you're playing in, a, in oh, an MFL league, yes, you you can start three kickers and they get, uh, I think, 3.3 fantasy points for every extra point made. Um, so that is, you know, that is huge, obviously. Um, so, I mean, back to your question, no, there's not one set strategy and you know whether you're picking in the the first spot or the or the 12th spot you're going to be able to you know kind of come up with the strategy of your choice uh whether it's get those two quarterbacks early build around running backs maybe even you know maybe you're even taking kickers early uh so you can uh, start three of those every week kickers so that's you know my 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 co-host justin had a gripe with me last year because I was, I flexed the kicker every single week. I, I yep. started I, like, because you know the floor. If you're looking for a high floor play to round out your lineup, that's the kicker. Expect like you got a guy who might boom or bust. Like that's if you're you know risk it. But if you don't want to risk it and you want a safe play, you find a kicker who's consistent, who's on a team that like. And there's tons available because everybody wasn't rostering multiple kickers. So you can find a kicker who's got a good matchup. Maybe he's playing indoors on turf, high scoring offense or against a terrible defense. You know, you're, you got a, a 10 point, 12 point floor. You can't beat that for your flex. Yeah. I heard the, the, the complaint or the criticism uh, about the kickers essentially saying, I don't want to draft a kicker because you know, their jobs are, are so, um, unsafe you know i mean we see kickers lose their jobs 
every single year. So outside of outside of the top three or five or whatever, we can't rely on these guys even having a job come week one. Well, that's fine. I, I kind of went with that. I don't think I drafted any kickers last year, but as soon as my players started getting injured, you know, and hitting IR and I was ready to drop them, I was picking up kickers because of exactly what you're saying. And I, I didn't necessarily want to draft them in July, you know, before training camp, mm. but once we're in season and yeah, this kickers is getting 10 or 12 points a week. You're absolutely right. It's a, I mean, it's not always a safe floor because we see, we see NFL teams get shut out or right. you know get held to a field goal every week, but um, a, a, a relatively safe floor uh, from the kicker position, especially with the scoring this year. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's great to have that option in bye weeks. When you have bye weeks, yeah. like there's yeah. a guy you're missing, you you fill that in. I, I think it's when you're just you know trying to to reach a certain cap, the kicker is safe. But uh, the guy who reached out with his Twitter handle, it's at Jerry B nineteen eighty three. I know I know Rich dropped his Twitter handle, but he's with Toilets to Title, so he had mentioned let's let's give it away to uh, one of the Title Tribe members. So, uh, and I feel bad because. Because uh, Derek Womack was the one who who answered first, and and then he he has not responded since. So I was waiting for you, Derek, to drop yeah, your Derek, Twitter handle. Derek, shoot me a DM uh, if you hear this. We'll see what we can do. Rich, that? my guy, you had the answer. You had your Twitter handle. You're not signed up for SFB. Oh, uh, it's it, it's the wrong handle. The next one, Rich is. So I think he spelt it wrong the first time. The second one, it's it's Frito Bandito underscore FF. But there's also a possibility, Rich, if I'm going to bat for you and you didn't sign up, I, I'm not going to be happy, Rich. Yeah, Rich is not signed up, at least not under that Twitter handle. That is that is what we see sometimes. You know, We'll say, hey, Rich, or hey, John, or whoever, you're not signed up, and they've changed their Twitter handle or you know some of that information uh, gets left out or whatever. So we can search by your name, your email, your Twitter, whatever. Um, so yeah, that's it. Rich is embarrassing me. Rich, you embarrassed me. Well, so I can tell friends. you, uh, I can tell you Derek's uh, Derek's Twitter handle because I uh, him and I follow each other on on Twitter, and so uh, I actually um, I yeah, tagged him in your. Uh, uh, so he's uh, Dino Underground. So, um, yeah, so the reason actually, um, I think him and I have pretty much, I'm not sure if he's one or, or he was in the chat anyway. There was a uh, a couple of guys that were talking this morning about saying, oh, they're not in yet. But rather than looking at it from that negative point of view, they're really kind of positive about it and says, oh, look, if I'm not in, I'm going to still donate. I'm going to still do, do this, do that. So he was one of the guys that I actually, uh, I flagged and said, we're giving away entries. So uh, from my, my selfish point of view, I, I wouldn't mind if he got an entry. All right. Hey, I, I want to let Ryan go. You were gracious enough to give us your time this evening and talk to us about SFB for the first time this year, which I'm sure, you know, yeah. you're going to be hammered. You're going to get a lot of requests and, you know, uh, it, it's awesome, man. But before I let you go, let's bring it back to the charity aspect. Okay. So before we sign off, what is the charity? Is there one particular charity that you champion? I, you know, I know you guys, I think you do to work with Toys for Tots. Or, so what is that? Is that the charity that you back? Or is there another charity? You know, let, let us hear. Yeah, I would say Toys for Tots is the primary uh, primary charity that we uh, support through Fantasy Cares. But uh, again, that's one of the benefits of um, 
you know, kind of some of the legal paperwork being done on the back end is that we're able to really support uh, multiple charities now. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of flexibility that comes with that. We're also, you know, you see, this is a, to me, another one of the great things of the community and, and great aspects of SFB is you see so many other charity leagues starting and being run tournaments similar to SFB um, that also have a charity aspect. We are also able to kind of support those, those folks doing, uh, doing those leagues and uh, helping out again, even more charities, even more people. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So man, th this has been completely awesome. Everyone listening at home, we appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Next week, me and Chris, we're going to be doing a mock. We'll probably bring some other people on. So last week, we did an SFB mock. You could check that out. Next week, we're going to be doing another SFB mock. We're going to be doing it a little bit different. I am super excited. You know, with July coming down the pipe, we got some, some T2T birthdays coming down the pipe. We also got, you know, the drafts coming up. And I got to dive in. I usually like to do my own personal SFB rankings. I haven't had a chance to because I've been working on the Frankenstein League, which is if you're listening to this and you're into SFB, it's a good chance you might be interested in that. If you are, reach out to us on the Twitter at Toilet Titles or at Coach Sheps. But within the next week, I got to sit down with a cup of coffee and really hammer out my rankings so I can, you, you all play fantasy. You know what it's like to not have your head wrapped around the league you're getting ready to draft for. And then, you know, the feeling when you finally do. So I'm looking forward to that moment, like sitting down, putting my rankings together, coming up with my game plan. Cause I, I roughly have a game plan and I'm, you know, not for nothing. If I, if I drafted tomorrow, I think I'd be comfortable, but, you know, I, I want to have that false sense of security, <laughs> you know, at least at least for a few moments before we start this draft. But Ryan, why don't you let everybody know where they can find your content, your Twitter handle, all that good stuff before we close this thing? Yeah, absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23, and uh, you can find all my work at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for supporting SFB. Uh, we're excited to to get these drafts going. Man, and you can also find them in the, the pick five chat, which I like, right. but I'm in the pick seven chat and camp is in pick set pick six. So he's been there for three years. So he's like a veteran there. He's like, he's like the alumni that's not let yet willing to, to move out of the, the, the campus house. Uh, Chris, you're in pick 10. Pick 10. Yep. All right. So if you get in or if you're already in, you haven't picked a draft spot yet, hopefully you'll bump into one of us. I'm in the high C division. If you come in, you want to come play with me. It's all good stuff. So again, we appreciate you checking this out. We will catch you all later on. Take care.